Welcome to Flix. My name's Daniel Swan. This is episode 86, in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, uh, the Golden Globe Best Picture Drama winner. Uh, it's a film by Martin McDonough, which means that he's going to make us laugh about things we shouldn't be laughing about. That cheeky fecker. horizon what's that coming ever closer as a dot and then becoming a a small line and then turning it it's an oscar it's oscar season which means that there's lots of quote unquote good films out right apparently it's your favorite time of year cinematographically mm-hmm. um the time where it's kind of payback for all the Marvel mindless things. Yep. Um, and we have jumped in. Yep. With both feet um, and a couple of elbows. And we've watched a few of them. But today, right now, you and I are going to be discussing the film Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Correct. Um, now, this is the third film by... Martin McDonough, the wonderfully talented Mr. Martin McDonough. Sure. I think we can say that. Following uh, b- 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 In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Both of which you liked. Thoroughly enjoyed. Thoroughly enjoyed. Um, for similar reasons, uh, as Three Billboards. Oh. He, has a, he has a style, and it's a style that I get on board with. Oh. I'll be honest with you. Um, what's this film about, Tiffany? What's it about? Um, I guess in a nutshell. In a nutshell, please. It's about a lady whose daughter mm-hmm. has been raped and killed. Mm-hmm. Um, who feels very frustrated with that mm-hmm. uh, since they haven't found who did that. It's been like seven months, I think, since it happened. Yeah. Um, and so she uses the free billboards mm-hmm. to ask uh, to kind of point the finger at the chief of police yeah I assume that's what he is or yeah. sheriff or something yeah. of that town um, to ask why and then it's kind of the fallout of uh, yeah and it is what, good isn't it because it that. is just it's just that it's quite yeah that's act, kind of it really. and then everything else is just you know and then things happen chaos ensues yeah. Um, and very cleverly, you know, uh, as she says, kind of keeping it in the public eye mm. and not letting people forget about it, which yeah. I think is... Uh, which is what she yeah. obviously feels is happening. And then, yeah. Some people like them. Some people don't. Yeah. Etc. Etc. Drama. Drama, drama, drama. Drama, 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 Um, What did you think of it? I really liked it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It felt like there was a kind of an underlining... On really there. I really liked really, it. Really, really liked it. No, I really, really liked it. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was very good. Yeah. Um, for a lot of reasons, which we will obviously discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought uh, it was very watchable. Yeah. And it was very... 
uh, I don't, don't want to say enjoyable, but it was it was very good. It was one of those films where you watch and you're kind of swept along with it. Yeah. And you're like, by the end, you're like, oh, that was a good film. Yeah. So, yeah. What did you think? Yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was very good. I thought it was... Um... I think it is good that he, yeah, he's a he's a kind of a writer director, so mm. he, there's there's a, a fair amount of his, you know, input on the film. Mm. Yeah, he's a, an auteur of sorts, I suppose. Yeah, not necessarily kind of visually as much, but in terms of his style of storytelling, mm. if you enjoy In Bruges and if you enjoy Seven Psychopaths, I think there's a you know, yeah, there's definitely a kind of a common it's got a style. Um, style to it mm. it's not the fastest paced film no I'll say that yeah it's quite slow and steady it's quite yeah I, yeah, I would say steady more than slow mm. I think it's a, it's, it feels like a very deliberate pace yeah because it, it, there's things always happening yeah which is good but they're not always you know because the, the the setup of the story mm. kind of points towards a certain conclusion to the story um, but it will take its time getting to whatever conclusion it wants to get to. Yeah. Um, and there will yeah, be Yeah, and of... like you say, the, co- the story is not very complex, really. No. It's not a, like, you know, highly complex structure. No. Um, or and narrative. There's, there's kind of twists and turns along the way, things that kind of throw it off in a different direction. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like it, it kind of unfurled in a way that the setup didn't necessarily prepare me for, which mm. I think is really good. I yeah. think it's very rare to watch a film and not know what's going to happen. Yeah. Or not not even have a kind of much of an inkling. Yeah, that's true. Happen. I didn't even know. Um, and I think this, that there's a, a kind of an event that takes place um, about halfway through, I'd guess, mm. that really, like leaves you like well what's going to happen now I've got absolutely no idea now yeah any idea that I did have before has been dashed Mm. um so yeah I think the dialogue's really good I think the performances are really strong Mm. um I think the direction is maybe more assured than before it feels like he's kind of developing Mm. um it feels like there's there's um, yeah, certain parts where he had a very definite kind of idea of what how he wanted to do them and what he wanted it to look like, which I think is good. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's a it's a very it's an incredibly confident film. Yeah, it is. Considering this is his third film ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he he just seems to be one of those people who kind of just gets it. He knows what how he wants to do it. Yeah, and he does it confidently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I really enjoy it. Good. That's good. Uh, yeah do you have anything else to add I don't think so not in this section no no interesting Um, so that is our spoiler free review of three billboards outside Ebbing Missouri if you have seen the film um, stick with us after the jingle uh, and we'll be uh, delving deep but if you haven't um, I hope we've uh, given you enough Uh, go and see it Mm. go and see it and then come back because it's a very good film and you'll enjoy it yeah I think everybody will get something out of this I think uh, so. It's got pretty wide appeal. Agree. Um, so let's have that jingle. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you it won't be groovy. If you listen any further without watching the movie. It's spoilers! Jingle jangle. 
I mean, as jingles go, that's really up there in one of the top, top 350 of all time. Um, so, we are in spoiler territory. Head back, ye who enter here, if you haven't seen it. Um, we'll be, as ever, using our patented five-point rating system to give us our uh, mark. We'll be delving deep. We'll be talking about all the spoilerific details. A little juicy... So Tiffany B. Mm. Give us a point, will ya? Give us a point to a little old man. Um, okay, so I think my... Which one do I want to go first? It's up to you. Just whatever you want. There's no, there's no rules to this. No rules okay. of engagement, baby. I, um, I think my first point will be that I thought it was funny. Cool. Uh, so my first point... Oh! <laughs> um, Would you expand yeah, on which that slightly, please? I'm going to if you shut up for any moment. Uh, there was a big pause there. There was a big pause left where you could have just elaborated to your heart's content. So I thought that it was funny <laughs> because um, it had... So I guess this kind of links to some other points, but um, that, it, you know, it's a, it's a d- difficult subject matter, yes. you know, on its surface, when you delve in everything, it's, it's not an easy, lighthearted thing. Unsolved rape and murder case of is a not... a young woman. Yeah. A hotbed of gags. It's awful. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, there was some really funny, like, kind of laugh-out-loud parts to this. And yeah. I think um, largely the humour came from from her mm-hmm. as the main character. Um, but also it, it came from, I think, uh, the character's... Uh, her character in particular's anger. Like, yeah. her just pure, you know, just visceral anger mm. just you know it was like pouring out of her yeah and um you know just complete like i don't give a shit mm-hmm. so a lot of it came from swearing yeah uh that bit where she drives past <laughs> yeah. uh the the presenter yeah. the people who are doing their little bit um and the timing of that is like Perfect. <laughs> I imagine that must have taken a bit of practice to get that perfect because it's really fast the way she says it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of hilarious. You can't help but laugh <laughs> at it. Yeah, um, and yeah the, the, there, is off, there is something joyous about and kind of liberating, I think, mm. in, in society where it's, you know, you've got to be very mm. mind your P's and Q's. Yeah. And to see a character just who not care. just doesn't give a yeah. fuck. And especially because anger is a, you know, generally and, and probably quite rightly seen to be a bad thing. It's not yeah. something you, you know, you want to be. You don't want to be an angry person. Yeah. That's generally not the hero of the piece of yeah. an angry person. Um, but, you know, you get on board with her anger. You understand it. Mm. Um, and just, yeah, that kind of... The way she talks to people, yeah, and the way she just yeah lets loose mm. is actually just really funny, yeah. And I think it's probably partly like you partly laugh because you're kind of uncomfortable with it and kind yeah. of shocked by it. Mm. Um, 
but it's still kind of wonderful as yeah. well to have that um, crazy anger. So I think that that's very amusing. You know, the part with the priest mm-hmm. where she just has this whole speech. Oh, yeah. And then she just... I don't know, you just can't... Your jaw, jaw is on the floor. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, did she just say that, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's very funny as well. Because it's crazy because you look at the... Like, I'm looking at the, the quotes on IMDb. Yeah. And the, the first one... This didn't put an end to shit, you fucking retard. This is just a fucking star. Why don't you put that on your Good Morning Missouri fucking wake up broadcast, bitch? <laughs> Who doesn't love that? Yeah. But like the the speech to the the priest, the one. priest is huge. Yeah. That's like a, just a big whopping yeah. mass of text. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's great. Yeah, and so it's very. I think. And I think in a film like this that is so angry mm. and is so awful, yeah, um, you had to have that humour. Yeah. Because it would have been too heavy, mm. I think. And I, you know, <coughs> rightly or wrongly, I think there is a lot of humour in tragedy mm. because and humour in anger like that. Yeah. Um, because it's just so far out of our normal spectrum of experiences mm. that... Um, you can't... Go, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's shock or if it's just, like, being uncomfortable with it or what, mm. but there's something kind of just ridiculous. Yeah. Just so, like, far out of the ordinary that it mm. becomes kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so there was a lot of uh, unexpected humour mm. in this that yeah. I, I thought was very good. Um, I will go with a similar point or a point that kind of leads on from that. Go on, then. Let's hear it. Two words, my friend. Yes. Francis McDormand. I had that point as well. I assumed you would. Yes. Because, fuck me, this is great. Yeah, she's great in this. It, it, I mean, it's, it's, her, it's her performance, but it's the, it's the written character as well. It's, yeah. it's, it's Mildred, whatever her name is. Hayes. Mildred Hayes. It's such a great character, and she yeah. portrays it so well for those reasons yeah. that we we're talking about. Of like, it's, she's just untethered. Yeah. Yeah, she, which is she, wonderful to see, particularly yeah, for a woman. Absolutely, absolutely, because you never see it as a woman, no, really. And if no. you do, it's like, oh, she's fucking crazy. Yeah. But it's like this, you, you, you understand, because it's, it's, it almost needed to be such an awful thing that's happened. Yeah, for to you, justify. For, yeah, to this kind of unanimous yeah. support of what she's doing. Yeah. Although she doesn't have that, does she? Like, in, no. this, in the village. But or as an audience member, I, I would struggle to argue with her uh, yeah understand somebody who's like oh she's not doing the right like, yeah I mean, I she mean, might be going too far but you understand mm, where she's coming from yeah and it's, it's difficult to yeah yeah and she's kind much. of got nothing to lose as well no she's like she's got her son yeah but that's literally it yeah and you can imagine yeah that she's just like I don't care anymore yeah. I don't care yeah like there's all these rules of what you should and shouldn't do and can and can't do but I just don't care. Like, no, yeah. I'm not having it. I'm not listening. Yeah. And there's not a thing that happens in that film that slows her down. Yeah. That's there's the no thing. one that says, speaks to her or no incident that happens that seems to ever really waver her mm. on her path of trying to get to the bottom of who did this to her daughter. Mm. Um, there, is, there is no character arc. No, for her, no. No character arc at all. It's just, no. it's a straight line. 
Yeah. It's as the crow flies. Yeah. And there are there are moments that in other films with other I mean similar characters where you know this is this is what I want to do and then things come up and then the story is like them being tested challenged and then being yeah. challenged and then wavering in their conviction yeah but she's no no the and pro- you don't blame her like no. what waver is there to have yeah like the the police are against her she doesn't care yeah the priest is against her she doesn't care the town's against her she doesn't care her ex-husband her ex-husband's against her she doesn't care her son at different points yeah she doesn't care yeah it's like this is what I'm gonna do yeah so. And I loved the parts with her son as well because they were very like, I love you yeah. and I care about you, but I don't care what you think about this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do this anyway. Mm. And it was kind of like, I'm sorry if this makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. But, but. it is what it is. Yeah. Like, it's happening. Yeah. And it was, it's very refreshing because you do see characters like that, but you very rarely see it as a woman. Mm. Yeah. You very rarely see a woman uh, allowed to be that kind of unhinged and away from society, mm. societal kind of norms, and not be crazy. Yeah. And, yeah, so it's kind of very refreshing to let a woman's, like, anger play out in this film. Yeah. Without her being, like I say, labelled as crazy. Mm. She is, like, this woman that who, who you think is justified in her anger mm. and who you kind of like you feel like the film and just by watching in it watching it and partaking in it that you're allowing this woman to play out her anger to yeah. say yeah yeah you know what you're really justified in this yeah. this is horrific and you should be angry mm. and I think that doesn't really happen often no um, and so it's very and also like she is a force in this yeah. film like you know there's the the, the and no man in that film goes against her and comes out on top. No. She is just like, you know, yeah, just strength personified. Mm. She is just like, yeah, like we said before, like a caged animal. Like, yeah. I will not back down until yeah. someone dies. Yeah. Like, there's no, mm. there's no kind of happy ending to this no. if you come against me. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy and mm. she acts it so well because you do think geez like i don't yeah. want to she's terrifying mm. and just yeah like and she played it really well like yeah. so well i can't imagine another actress that would have done as well no with that role no um yeah she just was that person was so so angry and so determined mm. Um, single-minded yeah and even things that happened like her ex-husband like pressing her buttons and saying Mm. things she just didn't seem to she was just like no whatever try again yeah because he said something didn't he or someone said something no the policeman was like oh you know it's probably hard for you with your ex-husband and her his young girlfriend Mm. and she was like nope that's not working try something else (laughs) and I was just like that's amazing (laughs) to see someone just be like nope yeah. I'm not having it yeah. I'm not playing and not even biting slightly yeah. even if internally she was massively mm. um, so yeah I guess it's kind of half the written character and half the way it was acted yeah no, great kind of and he yeah I think I read somewhere that he said that he wrote it for her and you can yeah. kind of understand it yeah uh, yeah yeah it's kind of bitch be crazy but bitch be justified yeah as well and so. yeah yeah, I thought she was brilliant. And also there's the interesting thing of 
that her greatest asset in terms of her single-mindedness is also her character flaw. Yeah. Because you get the feeling like she will never... Yeah, she's going to destroy happened. herself somehow. Yeah. yeah. Like you say, there's no happy ending here. Yeah. Because she will just keep on going until she's yeah. dead. She's not looking for forgiveness or resolution. No. Really. Or she... At least not right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because... that's an interesting character. Yeah, that's true. Thing that it's like, this is her strength, but then this is yeah. ultimately also, you know... It's, and that's, it's a great quality to have, but you need other qualities as well. Yeah. In order to... to balance it out. Yeah, to bit. balance it out. She's yeah. just all rage, all anger, yeah. all indignation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of links to another point that I had. Here which was that there go. is... Because I said, like, the story isn't very complex, and it isn't. Mm-hmm. But I think that the characters are very complex. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, Sam Rockwell's character, Woody mm-hmm. Harrelson, and, and Francis McDormand, mm-hmm. they were all playing very complex characters. And mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, we're talking a lot about her character and the flaws and all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But I thought all three of those, and maybe even, you know, expanding to further characters in the in the film, mm-hmm. uh, there's no clear-cut good or bad people. Yeah. Everybody's this kind of mixy, like, of messy web of good and bad. Mm. You know, because you even have, like, Sam Rockwell's character is, is a horrible character. Yeah. Like, he, he's set up to be, you know, a nasty, awful, kind of evil, almost, mm-hmm. person. Like, with this whole, like, he tortured a black guy and he's, you know, horrifically racist and sexist and, like, seemingly uninterested in doing his job in any way well. Yeah. Um, but you kind of find yourself sympathising with him a bit. Hmm. Like, you think he's had a bit of a sad life. And yeah. you think, he's obviously just an unhappy person and hmm. he's, you know, yeah. a loser. A, one of life's losers and you kind of feel a bit sad for him and you feel like maybe underneath all of this awfulness, he is, he is, he is, he is it's quite a feat to do yeah to set up someone so awfully mm. um and then like you say with her she's she's both the 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 film's hero and its villain yeah because you know think about the things she does mm. like she sets fire to the police station she you know like she's she's aggressive and she's um provocative and she you know d- d- uh, yeah nasty at times and mm. Uh, like not very compassionate she doesn't think about her son or think about other people she didn't think about Woody Harrison's got cancer and she's like I don't really care Mm. like um, you know there's a lot of things that make it very complex there is no yes you are behind her um, but you know that she's maybe not doing the right thing a lot of the time and then the same with Sam Rockwell is almost the opposite. Like, at some point, he starts to do the right thing, and you start to think, oh, maybe he's not such a bad guy. Mm. And his his mum and, and all of that kind of storyline, you're like, oh, you know, maybe there's more to it than yeah. just he's a bad guy. So I think it's nice that there's a, this complexity to the characters and their stories. Mm. Um, and I think that's what the slowness or the, you know, steadiness of the story the simplicity of the overall story allows you to do is to kind of delve into the complex nature of these characters and why they are the way they are and um you know how they how they are um 
you know, both good and bad. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really interesting and, and makes them all very intriguing characters yeah. to watch and, and therefore makes the film very interesting and entertaining to watch. Yeah, yeah, I agree um, with that. So, yeah. I will counter that Oh. with the negative. Go on then. Um, the To use wrestling parlance, oh, yeah. as I am wont to do as often as I can in my everyday life, uh, Dixon's heel face turn. Mm. Uh, I think he was, and I don't know what it is because I un- I understand, and I think it it did a good job of setting up that he is a product of his, he is his mother's son. Yeah, and she's awful. She's awful. Oh, she's yeah. And she's kind of maliciously awful. I think it did a good job of setting up the fact that he's an idiot. Yeah, he is a complete idiot. He's an idiot. He's a buffoon. Ignorant, yeah. Um, And so that kind of allows you to kind of get behind the idea that, like, he's just been manipulated and he's, you know, he's... The things that he's doing are things that he's doing because his mum does them and that's what he's done and blah, blah, blah. He's not applying too much thought to it. Mm. Um, I understand that. I like that he always wanted to be a detective and he gets this detective work at the end and I think that's good but I think he is too awful Mm. at the beginning or he's too good at the end is he good though even at the end he's like he saves the the case file at the you know whilst he's on fire Mm. he saves that at the expense of his own life he does all this police work without getting paid for it mm. um, but don't you think that, that, that it, there's some part of that that is quite selfish like he's not just good that he's trying to redeem himself yeah possibly that he's not just like selfless and being like I need to do this for this woman and, and this to redeem this girl's you know life or to get justice for her life yeah um I think that that part is is quite selfish. He's he's like I need to do something with myself because I'm a loser and I'm worth nothing. Yeah. And so I need to kind of prove myself for myself and for Woody Harrison who did. Yeah. And who said you could do it? I yeah maybe like I say there there are uh, lots of parts of his his story that I like but I just think it happens too quickly. Yeah. It's just reading one letter and now I'm. Well, yeah. and because he's had, because he's been sacked, doesn't he? And his mum's annoying him, and he's like, I don't know. I think it does a better job of setting that up, but I, yeah. It yeah, it just it struck me as being very quick. Mm. For like, it's yeah, if it, it felt, if not a complete one eighty, then, you know, it's a big change in him. Yeah. A really big change from from somebody who will just willingly go into a smash his way into a thing, throw, beat someone up, throw them out oh, of the yeah, window. that's crazy. And then just walk back into the police station like nothing happened. Like, that's a piece of shit. Mm. Like, that's a really awful, mm. awful, awful thing to do. And j- just this kind of throwaway comment of like, oh, and he tortured this black guy whilst in custody. Mm. Like, that's a really awful, awful mm. thing. And then, yeah, he gets fired and his mum's annoying him. and blah, blah, blah. I, I, I get that. Mm. But it felt like it was like he reads a magical letter from Woody Harrelson and yeah he says Martha and they realise their mum's 
both got the same name and then he's like oh right well I'm a good guy now it felt yeah for me it felt very quick well there you go um I thought that this was I mean I think we've kind of discussed it a little bit but that I feel like it was a film that was very uh you know small it's about a very small thing in the sense of in the world in the Mm -hmm. scheme of the world and the the you know it's about this one woman and this one child and and the impact that this tragedy has on a town or on a woman or on a family um and so what I like about that is that I feel like it's very grounded it's very like real Mm. it's very kind of this is what something awful like this uh, what impact this has truly on people's lives on those around them and the the, the village and or town at large um you know and this is the impact that that her mother's you know pure anger has on those around her because really that's the story isn't it it's like like you say, Frances McDormand's character is this force of mm. anger, this ball of anger that kind of flies around. Yeah. Um, and it's the impact that that has. Yeah. And so I guess by extension, it's the impact that that, that tragedy has. But, you know, but more specifically, it's it's the impact of her anger, her yeah. kind of fight for justice. Um, so it feels very, like, grounded, Um, but then I also think it's a film that feels very kind of profound in the way, uh, in the things you kind of come away with it, from it with, um, you know, you think about, I don't know, you know, like at the end they go off on their kind of, well, we're going to find this rapist and kill him. Yeah. Um, and but I, you know, in that sense, and in a, throughout the film, I think it brings up a lot of questions about justice, yeah. and about forgiveness, and about like redemption, mm. and all of these kind of things. You know, whilst just focusing very small in terms of the people, the incidences. You know, it's not yeah. like it's not scaled at all. Yeah. There's no indication that this has happened anywhere else ever. Yeah, it's just about this one incident, this yeah. one tragedy. Um, but I think in that, in that kind of being able to get into the details of that and to really study a kind of the impact of this tragedy, it feels very kind of profound in the questions that it asks, you know, like even with, um, like I say about justice and and redemption, et cetera, and forgiveness, I think largely forgiveness Mm. kind of looms around as like, should she forgive them? Yeah. Like, yes, that would make her feel better. Mm. And yes, she'd probably find peace in her life and move on. But should she, though? Yeah. Like, um, and then also the kind of Woody Harrelson cancer story. You know, Mm. that's quite, feels quite profound. It feels like it's heavy. You know, he's dying of cancer. And and there are these kind of moments, like, when he coughs on her Mm. and she suddenly becomes like mum. She turns into a mum and he's like, it's okay, it's okay. Like, and becomes very compassionate and Mm. empathetic and sympathetic and and warm, you know, and you see this kind of other side to her very quickly. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. I I just think that it's very kind of grounded and there's this swearing and there's anger bouncing off the walls. Mm. But there's also these kind of larger questions about, like, family and life. Yeah. You know, and, and, and yeah, like I say, forgiveness and stuff. So I think that's, 
I love stories that can do that, can tell you something really specific, but make you think about something a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, and like I say, I think particularly the last scene when they drive away, mm. you're kind of left with quite some quite heavy questions there. Yeah. Like, is that right? Is mm. what they're doing right? They're yeah. obviously taking the law into their own hands and they're looking for justice and they're angry and they need to feel like... I think, yeah, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Is that they're both... It's it's nice that that's that's the point that unites them because they both, you know, as much as Woody Harrelson's, you know, tells Dixon to like, you know, try calmness or try love more yeah. than anger. Mm. But it's like, but he's still just a very angry person, mm. as is Francis McDormand. Yeah, and this is the kind of this is where these two diametrically opposed yeah. kind of characters are joined. This is yeah, this is the common coin between yeah. them is that they both would feel a lot better by having some kind of results yeah. and by just murdering someone who deserved to be yeah. murdered. Yeah, and like I feel like it raises those kind of questions of like, you know, when something this awful happens or even just, you know, lots of things that are bad in the world, you know, for me, I came away thinking, do you know what? Sometimes you should be that angry. Yeah. Sometimes you should because that's that's how you drive change. Yeah. Like, is to just say, no, I don't care. I'm mm. not having this. I'm not accepting this. I'm not forgiving anyone for this. I'm not moving on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think, I just thought it was a good, it was very effective for me at kind of being like, yeah. Profound. Yeah. It's profundity. Yes. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, I've got another point. Sure. Um, you should have another two, shouldn't you? I've got another, uh, yeah, another two. Okay. Another three. Oh, wow. You better right. get going then. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of them is... No, you haven't. You've had Francis McDormand. And... You didn't like Sam Rockwell. Yeah. And then you had one about... After I said about funny. Didn't you have one about that? No, that was Francis McDormand. Oh, okay. Because you were saying it was funny because of her. Oh, Okay. Then you should. You need a couple. Bring um, them on. Uh, so I will say that I'm not a huge theatre guy. Yes. Um, a lot of the time with theatre, I feel like it's it kind of it stretches credulity because it's like they're just talking, and you wouldn't still be talking. So stop talking. Let's do something else. Let's move on. Let's you know whatever. Um, but what this film tells me is that I would enjoy films that are written by playwrights because like you say there, are, there, there is more of a sense with I think playwright a kind of theatre mm. where it's much more character based it has to be because mm. it can't be as action based yeah um, so you have to create these kind of interesting people to kind of play off each other um, and the dialogue is mm. just lovely mm. um, because you get so used to and especially from you know the point of view of like trying to write scripts and stuff and reading books about screenwriting and all of this kind of looking at watching films and thinking about the, the process that they would have gone through to be written and thinking what script that would have created that film and everything it feels like everything just tells you it's got to be brief Mm. Like just just be succinct. Just yeah, if, get if, to the point. Yeah, that 
if a line is not um, expressly showing character or driving the plot forward, get rid of it because mm. you don't need it. It's just it's just waste. Filler. It's just yeah. filler. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this is fine with that. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. Like I say, that that bloody um, monologue about the priest. That monologue oh, to the priest. Right? Yeah, to the priest is huge, and there's like no way that that would show up in any other film. No. I feel like because some someone would read that, some producer would read that and go, "You can't." Yeah. She, she can't. There's just like a whole page of dialogue. Yeah. Um, that is three hundred and nineteen word long monologue. Yeah. What other film that isn't like a kind of courtroom drama? Yeah. And like somebody's closing statement or whatever. Yeah. And even then, they would just have a little bit, they would just cut right to the end of it or something. Um, and there's just such a, it's not realistic dialogue. No, it's not at all. I was it's just going to say. It's not realistic. Yeah. It's, it's just that kind of, that, that level above. Yeah. That slightly heightened mm. thing where people are, are a lot more eloquent mm. than they would normally yeah. be. They, they have turns of phrase come to them that wouldn't ordinarily come to people's minds. Um, and a lot of films, you know, it's very rare that a film will actually um, have dialogue that is as people sound. Mm. Um, because there's certain allowances that you have to make for, for being a, a work of fiction. But this really embraces that. Mm. Um, and I just love it. I'm mm. a, I love really nice juicy chunky dialogue yeah um and in a yeah in another film a uh, you know a scene would play out that would be like minute and a half long between two characters talking about whatever and this says no no no, no. let's have four minutes let's have four minutes let's really let it breathe let's really let mm. these characters talk to each other and spend time with one another mm. um and it's not it it is it keeps interest mm. because it is a film and it's not a play mm. for me, for me again because my kind of tastes are you know more for films than than for for plays but it it still has that kind of sensibility about it mm. and i really i really enjoy that yeah i really um yeah you know almost like, i mean it's not a tarantino way but in the sense that he will just put in these big kind of chunks of dialogue mm and just say this scene is going to be like that yeah. that's just we're not going to cut it we could cut it this could be cut down but I don't want to yeah I want to just let this dialogue speak for itself and just exist yeah and, yeah. yeah so I really like that yeah I agree I think that um, uh, it feels like uh, like that that monologue in particular um, feels to me like um, in life if you could go back and do something a second time, yeah, you would be like, I'm ready for you. Yeah. I've got this thing and I'm going to really get you. Yeah. But like you say, in the real moment at the real, you know, in real yeah. life, you, you, even if you had that little kind of scenario and you wanted yeah. to go through it, you, you wouldn't like, do it as well. You'd no. start off midway through and then think, shit, yeah. I should have started at the beginning and should yeah. have let that build or, or whatever. But mm. there is, um, yeah. So for me, it feels like, yeah, it's almost like second try at life. Yeah. Um, at a scene. It's, and like, it's like it's like the classic British uh, children's TV show, Bernard's Watch. Yeah. Where just if he says, 
oh, such and such. So we, you know, we really don't, us in the church, really don't think that this is what you should be doing. Yeah. And you're like, fucking blood is boiling. Yeah. You take your Bernard's watch out of your pocket. Yeah. And then time stops. Yeah. And you're like, right, I'm going to sit down at a typewriter. Yeah. And I'm going to come up with this amazing 319. And I'm going to remember it and recite it perfectly. Yeah. And I'm going to burn you. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like Fuck that. You. Yeah, yeah, to me. But and the, there's a great kind of pleasure in that, I think. Yeah. Because you, you know, everybody wishes they could do that. Yes. Everybody has had an interaction where yeah. they know they could have said something better, or they mm. wish they had been less angry, so they could have been more level-headed and thought yeah. of something good to say, to really, you know, really drive home their point. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there's that's why you like it. I think. Yeah. Because, because it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you, there's a great pleasure in, in watching someone do something quite well. Yeah. And in a way, you know, far better than you could ever do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very it's effective. Just, yeah. And it just sounds nice. It's yeah. just got a rhythm to it and a pace mm. to it and a kind of, yeah, an eloquence to it that normal life doesn't have. Yeah. Because it's like, we're not watching normal life. We're watching a film. Yeah. We're watching a height. Yeah, so exactly. Let's, and let's so that's why there's it. such pleasure in it. Yeah. Because it's not just every day. Yeah. Wonderful. So go on, let's have another one. Dive in with another one. Um, uh, this is only a little point. Yes. Pun not intended. Uh-oh. Dinklage. Oh, yes. Dinklage. Loved him. He didn't have a lot to do. No. He was only in it sparingly, but I love him. Do you? I think he's. Oh, I love him. I love him. That sound is so genuine. It's. It is. It, it, I meant it as such. Okay. Good. Um, I just think he is one of those actors that creates. I don't know. I would say that it's not like he. It's like he's not acting, but you know that he's acting. Mm. But there's just a, a, a realism to it. Mm. There's a, a relatability to it, I yeah. suppose. An ease, a comfort yeah. that you have when you're watching him act. Um, because you just, you buy it. Whatever he's doing. Whether he is in the station agent and he's doing this whole thing, he's got this quiet little kind of character. Not little, in the, you know. Uh, or whether it's like um, Elf, where he's the, yeah. the crazy like executive guy who's like, mental yeah or whether it's this where he's just this this guy who fancies oh, this yeah. woman yeah and he's you know he's just trying to kind of do what he can and blah blah, blah. yeah and then he gets that nice bit at the end and it, i don't know he yeah, yeah he really it, it was pitched at just the right tone i think for this film yeah and i could i i could i could bring in other, other people as well i guess the, the kind of other supporting actors in this it kind of creates a kind of an enjoyable world yeah him and the guy who works in the sign shop yeah or the Mm, sign business or whatever he was very good he kind of brought you in um yeah but i just think dinklage man you just watch him Mm. act and think that's a fucker that gets it yeah he's like a a brian cranston kind of thing yeah it's like he just knows what he's doing yeah. Whether it's a big part or a small part, and I think it's 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 really, it's really impressive to have a part that you're in a, a, a you're in a film for three scenes maybe. Yeah. And you really make an impact, and you don't make an impact by being Andy Dick like and like Dick. no, yeah. you don't need that. But he, yeah. Yeah. Just something really, 
really nice about it, the, the, the character that he created. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I think um, my kind of final point was was about the kind of supporting cast, which yeah. really includes everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the sign maker guy. Yeah. Who I thought played that really well. Mm-hmm. That kind of clumsy... You trying know, to be confident. Yeah, yeah. Very young, very inexperienced, yeah. but you know, trying a bit of bravado and a bit of ego. He's the owner of this he's, yeah. the, he's the manager, so yeah. he's gotta be the, the yeah. guy. And he... I love how quickly like she breaks him. Yeah. She's just like, No. <laughs> that's not what's happening. Um Yeah, so I loved actually all of and and Dinklage and uh obviously Harrelson and her son Rockwell her son Lucas Hedges he was yeah, very good in this he was very good um, yeah kind of everyone really mm-hmm. uh, even her ex-husband yeah uh, also like very good at being seedy I don't know if he's just seedy or <laughs> you know what but he was very good at that yeah. seeming like an awful or an awful man and that rage yeah of just like that's a hair trigger yeah, yeah. like a second yeah. later he, he will literally have his yeah. hand around your throat yeah. up against the wall exactly yeah um, <sighs> that was awful yeah yeah. Um, yeah so I thought it was a really good supporting cast with the exception of uh oh uh, the girlfriend his girlfriend yeah because she was a bimbo and I get it and she was very kind of innocent bimbo yeah like you know um, not, a, not a nasty person yeah uh, and not an egotistical person no but they played it too much. No, nobody's like that. I, at least I don't think that. See, I think, like we were saying before about it's like half and half Frances McDormand and the writing. Yeah. I feel like she did well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The yeah. Writing, no, yeah, I you're feel right. like let yeah. her down because yeah. the writing took it too far. Yeah. Her, yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Because I, I, I really I like that like in, the, in situations uh, where it's like, it's the other woman. Yeah. Or whatever, or it's the, yeah, this kind of little, you know, piece of skirt that yeah. the, the ex-husband's into. Yeah. But then you, you meet them and you're like, she's not a bad person. She's yeah. not doing it. Yeah. She's, you know. Oh, yeah. She played it very well. She was obviously innocent. Yeah. And, like, genuine. Yeah. Um, But they, pl- yeah, they wrote her as, like, a complete bill- uh, bimbo. Billboard. Yeah. Billboard. She was a fucking billboard. <laughs> um. <laughs> And it was too much. Yeah. For me, anyway, I don't. I don't believe that there are no. people like that. No. Um, and so that was a little bit of a shame. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, slight other point, which is not a full point. Okay. But I didn't like the CGI deer. Oh really? It was too CGI. Just why? <laughs> why can't you just put a deer there? Like I know it's difficult to like, you know, organize a deer. Yeah. But like. Can, Can you not just film a deer and make it seem like it was in yeah. the same? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to. You know, it was. You may as well have put Bambi there. <laughs> I just thought it was really bad, oh, and it kind thing. of took me out of it, it a bit. Out of it. Yeah, you know when you're like, oh, why are you doing that? But anyway, that was a small. That's thing. a fake deer. Well, it's just it's like I know it's a fake deer. Hmm. But, like, I shouldn't really be like, Jesus Christ, that looks like a really fake deer. Yeah. You know? Because there are deer around. Like, yeah. just film them. <laughs> film a deer, mate. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I found that weird. I think it just would have... I thought it was a lovely scene, mm. but it, they should have 
they should have just filmed an actual deer, or at least for par- partially. Yeah. You know, where it's a shot with just the deer. Mm. Why is that not just a deer? Yeah. Why is it a CGI deer? Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Interesting. Go on, your last point. Uh, my final point is um, something that I was ex- not expecting at all. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the, the event that I mentioned in the spoiler-free section. Oh, yes. Uh, the suicide. Yes. I thought that was really, really good. Because I wasn't expecting it. kind of came out I of know. nowhere. Definitely, yeah. Um, it left the story in a place where I was like, what the fuck is going to happen now? Yeah. Um, and I just think it was handled really nicely mm. in the, the three letters that he left. Yeah. So one for his wife who was too young and Australian and weird and not very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she wasn't very good. Um, One for Dixon and then one for Mildred. Um, Yeah, I just feel like that was a really nice kind of device to to kind of lead the story Mm. in the second half of the film. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I wasn't expecting it. It was really sad. Yeah, it was horrible. But then... Yeah, handled in a like not light-hearted way, but in a kind of I, I guess kind of credit to Woody Harrison for his kind of voiceover of yeah. it that it's all seemed very kind of calm and relaxed and happy and yeah this is this is the thing that I've done and this is what it is and I'm full of love and yeah I love my wife and Dixon I think you can be a good man and Mildred you know I, I, I respect you. what. Yeah. You, what you're doing and I hope you you know get the best out of it and I paid for the extra month so fuck you yeah kind of thing um, I just think it was really really nice yeah because I wasn't expecting and like I say it's, it's very rare that you'll watch a film and you'll get to a point you're like I don't know what the fuck they're going to do yeah. now yeah it's a really it's kind of exciting I think yeah. thrilling to be in that situation because the majority of films you're like okay so then this is going to happen and this yeah is, you know, there might be true. little twists and turns along the way that you don't see coming mm. But on the whole, things tend to be fairly kind of formulaic. Yeah. Um, but this meant that it was not. No. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was a very kind of, um, yeah, left field kind of thing. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. Cool. So that's happened now. Sure. What, what next? You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so is that all your points? Yes, all I've made points? all of my points. Uh, so what... Uh, what did you give it, Nim? I gave it five. Oh, <laughs> five out of five. What did you give it? Four. Four. For me, it was a four. Four. It was a strong four, but I think, um, yeah, it didn't quite like leave me one hundred percent satisfied. But it is a very, enjoyable, very enjoyable film. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, but like with the ending and stuff. I, I know that I, you know, I appreciate that the point of it wasn't that and then it all gets solved and it all gets wrapped up and it's all blah, blah, blah. But I feel like there was a maybe a slightly more satisfying ending. And like the whole thing with Dixon doing his police work and then it's like, oh, but it's not him. Yeah, yeah. I felt like that was kind of deliberately led you down. I mean, yeah. obviously it was deliberate because it wanted to give you that hope that yeah. Mildred had. But I feel like they set it up so clear cut yeah. That when they say, oh no, it wasn't him, it felt like a bit of a fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair. 
Um, but, um, yeah, so it was... It was yeah. Almost, but not quite for you. Yeah, almost perfect. I think there were a couple of things for me that weren't great, but they weren't big enough to be like... They weren't substantial enough yeah. to think... You know, when you... I asked myself, what would I change? Yeah. I think that's how I try to approach it. And the things that I would change were quite small. Yeah. So, nice. I didn't think enough. Is this your first five, maybe? Uh, I didn't think so. I'm sure I've had other fives. No, you don't often give fives, though. They're not, no, I mean, it's quite a prestigious... <laughs> um, <laughs> However it does at the Oscars... Me. I mean, you should probably send this to them because <laughs> they'll be really interested. Martin, yeah. Francis, Sam, um, It's Woody. my pleasure to let you know that I thought this was a five out of five. <laughs> and who are you? <laughs> I'm Tiffany Bean, you sons of bitches. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. Who are you, you paddy? Maybe one day Maybe. this podcast will be super famous and then I think it's, in hindsight they'll be like, wow. <laughs> and this will be like the final thing that they listen to on their deathbed. <laughs> and it will be like, oh my God, it was all worth it. We didn't. We didn't get a fight from Tiffany. <laughs> oh my God. Well... You know, you laugh, then but you don't know that that's not going to happen. Then Martin McDonald will go out to his barn and he'll pat his horses and he'll put a bag over his head. And he'll say, it's not going to get any better than this, no. fellas. And then he will have sent me a letter <laughs> saying, you changed my life. You made me kill myself. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, so that was our spoiler-filled review of uh, Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. What did we learn, Tiffany? We've learned that swearing is very funny and that even in the face of true and horrific tragedy, swearing can raise a smile. Swearing can save the world. Yeah. Especially when it's at a priest. Cheers! <laughs>